Do you long for deeper intimacy with God? In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches us how to build our relationship with Him. Let's join the Brookwood Care Pastors in this series, When You Pray. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. And uh, we are in week three of the current series, When We Pray. And uh, I'm Gene Beckner, the care pastor here at Brookwood. And I'm here with Joshua Masters. That's me. I'm the associate care pastor. Glad to be here. we're here with Doug Wildman. Howdy. (laughs) Howdy, yes. That Canadian twang just came right out, buddy. I love that. Howdy, eh? There you go. Yeah. So... um, so yeah, so we are back. We are in week three and um, have really kind of enjoyed, uh, we don't know if you guys have enjoyed it, but we have enjoyed um, <laughs> discussing this. <laughs> We're and, not doing it for them. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of going through this part uh, on the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is talking uh, about um, not just how to pray, but the fact that when we pray, um, that this is how we should do it. And... We'll also get into fasting and um, forgiveness as we uh, wrap up the series over the next three weeks. But I just wanted to recap quickly, um, you know, that when we look and we are in Matthew 6, um, you know, that when we really starting in verse 5 and then going down through um, today, at least verse 11, the conflict between uh, doing things ritually and doing things relationally. And Jesus is introducing something that is quite different to the people of that day because he even says, um, you know, when you pray, he says this in verse 5, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly so that everybody can see them. And he says that's the only reward they get. And he also says, hey, don't babble on like the Gentiles do. And they think that their prayers are answered merely because they repeat it over and over again. Um, And I think we all kind of landed on this. He says, you know, don't be like them for your father, which makes it more relational, Mm -hmm. knows exactly what you need um, even before you ask. So this is how you should pray. And again, it's it's all about how relational uh, your prayers are with God. And so today we're actually only going to be on one verse, which... At first, we thought, well, we can't really talk about this the whole time. But then as we dove into it, it was amazing how God kind of opened that door. But we're going to be looking at um, Matthew 6, verses, uh, verse 11, which simply says, give us today the food we need. And so with that, Josh is going to kind of dig into that a little bit and give us, um, I think he's going to give us some Old Testament references yeah, we love going right? to the Old yeah. Testament. Okay, I was yeah. just making sure. We we rarely have a conversation yeah. that doesn't end up in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's the way point. it's supposed to be, I think. I think it is, yeah. because everything in the New Testament is a fulfillment right. or a reference to the Old Testament. Absolutely. So if you're going to truly explore the New Testament, you you will always end up in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And, and truthfully, the other way as well, if you're studying the Old Testament from a Christian perspective, it's always going to lead you to something in... Mm-hmm. The New Testament. Alex is at the helm, and I meet with him every Wednesday with a group of guys, and uh, we're reading through the Bible, and we have to jump all over the place because everything is always connected. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we're in what we call the Lord's Prayer, uh, but it wasn't really something he prayed. It was really a teaching. And uh, as Gene said, we've looked at our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which leads us to give us today the food we need, which is more accurately translated daily bread. And that's what most translations have, like mm-hmm. provide us with our daily bread. And I think the key word here is daily. That's what I think we need to focus on in this sentence is the word daily because this is really about trust. Are you trusting in God for your provision? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's a mistake that this comes directly after we've just focused. And we talked about this last week. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, go back and listen to that. But we're focusing before this on who God is, his position, his kingdom. And if our focus is fully on who God is and his kingdom and his will, then it changes our perspective of needs. And are we trusting him to provide what we need? Earlier, before the prayer starts, and Gene, you just read this, it says, for your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask. He knows exactly what we need. So are we trusting him to provide that? And the fact that it says daily bread, it's hard to not compare that to the manna that was given to the Israelites exactly. in the Exodus. Yeah. It's, it's such a clear comparison. So if you look back at the Exodus in chapter 16, now just for a little bit of context, this is happening immediately after the Red Sea has parted. So the Red Sea has parted, the Israelites moved through, the Egyptians were destroyed, they spend all of chapter 15 singing songs of praises um, because God did this miraculous thing, and then you turn the page, and immediately following you read in chapter 16... Uh, starting in verse 3, if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. This is immediately after they just saw the miracle Mm -hmm. of the Red Sea. And they're so focused on what they want Mm -hmm. that they're not able to see what God is providing for them. And they forgot what he had already done, like you said. They, I mean, we could go into the whole thing, you know, with the Red Sea and watching that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that miracle, yeah. they were in it. It wasn't like they were watching it from afar. They were in it. They experienced it. And yet, like you said, here they are so quickly, and, you know, we, we can be that way as well, too. Yeah, right. And so that brings us back to the word daily again, mm-hmm. right? Are you focused on what God is giving you in the moment, or are you focused on... the future or your own desires. Mm -hmm. So then in verse four, the Lord responds and he says, the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. He's going to rain down food from heaven. That's miraculous. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for the day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they will gather food. And when they prepare it, there will be twice as much as usual. That is because they couldn't work on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So the idea is this manna, which is a type of bread, some sort of uh, heavenly bread or food, is going to come down and appear in the mornings. They go out, they pick up enough for the day, and they can only pick up enough for the day. If they pick up more, it spoils. Mm -hmm. And so God is teaching them to trust him 
with their daily provisions. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Lord's Prayer is teaching us in Matthew 6, is are you focused on what you want or are you focused on what God is giving you? Yeah. Are you focused on tomorrow or are you focused on what God is doing today? Because our own desires and a focus on the future will always distract us from God's will and his kingdom and his position, which is what we read about in the beginning. Yeah. So I think we need to be focused on the word daily when we look at that daily bread. And many people will say that that refers to all of your needs, but literally it is talking about bread. Um, and Unless you're gluten-free and then it's uh, totally different. Right. That's what we <laughs> – Yeah. So it really does mean food, literally food. You could apply it to other needs. But the problem is that we need to be careful about is that our interpretation of what a need is is very different than what our needs actually are. Mm -hmm. God's decision about what our needs are will often be different than what we think our needs are. Well, it's interesting because you said that just a second ago in what you read that when God in, in um, Exodus chapter 16 that God said – Look, I'm going to rain it down, and then you need to get what you need. He didn't say get as much as you want. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He said, you, I mean, even the same word. So, like, even what you're saying is, is that even God is directing us to, hey, only get what you need, mm -hmm. not necessarily what you want. But isn't it funny how there's a theology out there that says, you know what? If you pray that's exactly what Jesus said, if you pray the right prayer, you should get everything you want, and if you don't then somehow God's at fault. Yeah, right. and, and sometimes I think the essence of what we want is actually something good. Mm -hmm. But just like in the – we were talking yesterday about how in the Genesis story where the forbidden fruit was eaten, the, the actual term for the fruit itself was the, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And I don't know about you guys, but I always you know kind of sat back and went – well, how can that be such a bad thing? But what it was was that it was them taking what was a good thing and and applying it in their own terms. Like I'm going to take this and I'm going to acquire this. Mm. It's a taking kind of thing um, as opposed to God giving it to them. Right. And when you try to take control of things, when you try to take control of what you need, when you try to take control of getting what you need – the natural byproduct of that is anxiety and worry mm -hmm. because you're taking on the mantle of something that you're not supposed to exactly. have control over. So I know, Doug, you had some thoughts on the worry aspect of the daily yes. bread. This is definitely one of the most common things that I come across when I'm doing counseling with people is this just obsessive worry. I want to skip down to uh, verse 26 of the same chapter um, that we've been looking at here. And it says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they are? Um, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So um, I think just like, Josh, you were just saying, this is really all about um, you know, are are you trying to get things on your own terms? Mm. Um, and are you? I mean, he says, look at those birds over there. Those birds that are kind of 
flying around in the field and they're they're picking up the seeds that they need they don't have they're they're not even participating in the production of this food or storing it away they don't have worry they don't have anything that they're thinking about other than oh okay there's something to eat um, I don't think that this is – I don't think he's saying, you know, be lazy. But I do think that he's saying just always keep in your mind where your food is actually coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you have a job, you know, I think a lot of people will say, well, I mean, I provide for myself because I have a job. Yeah, but if it wasn't for God providing for you, um, that wouldn't be the case. And if we go back to the Exodus – a perfect example of that is he expected them to go out and collect the manna. Yep. He could have just right. as easily made exactly. the right amount appear in each person's tent. Right. But he expected them to participate mm-hmm. in what he was providing. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I ask people to do when I'm working with them in regards to worry is I have them uh, take out a piece of paper and fold it in half like so that you have two columns. And I, I ask them to record their worries. And then I ask them to, you know, in, in the right column, write down all of the things that come across their mind that are worries that they have some measure of control over. And then in the, in the left column, write down all of the things that come into their mind that really are about things that they have no control over. And I would say probably nine out of ten of those worries are over things we don't have any kind of control over whatsoever. But what worry does, it does two things, supposedly. Um, We worry in order to try to prevent something bad from happening, as if somehow if we think about the worst case scenario, it's going to prevent, you know, prevent something bad from happening. It's like magical thinking. Second thing that it does is that it, at the very least, makes us feel like we are being prepared for the worst case scenario. So if I could just think about this in advance, somehow it's going to solve all of my problems. And it very, very rarely does. Um, So it sounds simplistic, but I think in concert with what Jesus is saying is, can you trust me? Um, Or more accurately, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Um, he goes on a little bit later here in uh, – skip down to verse uh, 31 and following. It says, so do not worry saying what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And then this verse that many of us learned in Sunday school growing up, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you as well. We talked a little bit about this last time, the kingdom. We are living in a kingdom, and it's a kingdom that may be invisible to our eyes, but we, we have a king that we serve. Um, and um, we submit to his righteousness. The idea here is that he is more than able to provide for our needs. And he is faithful to provide for our needs. The question is, do you trust him? So if you're listening to us here today and you're having a hard time, you're going through some difficulty, I want you to hear what God is saying to you today. He's saying, 
I know what happens with birds. I know what's happening with you. Um, so I'm going to close with a word of prayer. And if you're listening to this, unless you're driving in your car, close your eyes and um, pray along with me. Lord, we want to thank you for the fact that you are trustworthy and you are true. We want to thank you, Lord, that, that we have the promise that because we belong to you, you will meet every need that we have. Not every want, but every need. So we come to you, Lord, with the things that, that burden us. And we ask you, Lord, look upon us and provide for everything that we need. And help us, Lord, to trust in you with everything that we have. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.